0: It's that time, the Sports Talker, presented by Allen Electric. Here's T.J. Walker. Hey,
1: everybody here from 1450, the Sports Buzz. We made it through another week. It's another beautiful day here in Kentucky. You've got that Friday feeling. I know Trevor's got it. Trevor, how are you?
0: I am excellent, TJ. I'm excellent. wide awake and ready to roll.
1: Good. Me too. I, we're, we're both ready to rock and roll, and it's going to be a busy show today. We're going to talk fantasy football with Pharrell Elliott at 430 like we did last week. Uh, I already had my draft, but I know most normal people haven't had their draft, and a good thing you probably haven't because there's been some injuries, including Kelvin Benjamin. So we'll get the latest, see what's going on with uh, in fantasy football world uh, there's a lot to, there's going to be there's going to be some serious soccer discussion today uh, there's an interesting story going on with the Louisville Bats president Trevor and and Louisville City FC there's a bit of a dispute amongst the two uh, so we'll we'll talk about that. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, we will give away tickets. The first giveaway here on the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, about a year and a half into the show, we'll give away tickets to Louisville City's match on Saturday. Uh, you'll call in the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. If you answer a trivia question correct, the tickets are yours. If you don't, well, then we'll have somebody else call in. Uh, so that will be exciting. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour. Before we get to that, though, there is some recruiting news. Obviously, yesterday, UK makes it official that I, Isaiah Humphries will, will join UK's team. That was basically two commits, although everybody knew Isaiah Humphries was coming for a few weeks. Basically, two commits in two days. Word came earlier today, though, that another big UK target and Louisville target, Markel Fultz, will be making his decision as well. And it seemed at one time he called U.K. his dream school, would always talk about Kentucky, saying we. He'd say, we can win a national championship. I think I fit in in their system and we can win a lot of games. Just a a lot of, you know, reading between the lines, it seemed like he really wanted to be a part of Kentucky's recruiting class. Sure enough, he gets an offer from U.K. And then he doesn't call U.K. back he' u k doesn't hear much from him is what i'm what i'm told
0: he's playing hard to get t j you never did that with the ladies
1: I, well no he he played hard to get but then he he got them and then quit
0: you never did that with the ladies either
1: if you play hard to get it's because you want the attention so once you get it, you're welcoming to it
0: i don't know i never had any ladies, so I wouldn't know
1: That's a bummer, man. I'm sorry. I never
0: played hard to get. I, I played. I always played the role of begging for it.
1: But it was interesting because you know he talked about how badly he wanted to be a part of UK's class, and, and Markel Fultz, along with with a, a guy like Sasha Killa Jones, they were they they blew up this summer. They had huge summers, both of them. Markel Fultz probably even more so than Sasha Killa Jones, and. He was a four-star. He had attention from good schools. Louisville had been in on him for a while. Washington had been in on him for a while. Arizona was always interested. Uh, but he always wanted that offer from Kentucky. And then the more he, the, the better he played this summer, he showcased that he could be one of the best scorers in the class. He is a really good scorer. He can score from inside. He can attack the rim. And he's got a pretty good shot as well, although he only did shoot 18% from three in AAU play this summer, which isn't ideal. But – He's good, and I have not been shy, Trevor, about how loaded this guard class in 2016 is. I think it's the the, the best guard class in the history of recruiting, and Kentucky had some higher priorities, Malik Monk being one of them. Uh, they were interested in Kobe Simmons. Maybe that interest has uh, flattened out a little bit. But they Kobe interested- Simmons
0: is still a possibility, is he not?
1: He is, but, but you know the, the interest there maybe has cooled a, a tiny bit. But they were interested in other guys before targeting Fultz, but John Calipari's doing this new thing this year where he's, you know what? Offers are like candy. He's giving them to everybody. He's not he's not doing what he normally does where a Kentucky offer is coveted, only a few guys get them, because he got burnt doing that last year, and he doesn't want to get burnt again. So if the kids want offers from Kentucky and that's going to matter to them to show that those schools have been on them early, then he was going to do it.
0: So he's not gonna be Willy Wonka giving out five, just only five golden tickets. He's throwing them out to everybody, and the first five to show up wins.
1: Trevor, he's making it rain like you at PTS on a Friday night.
0: Oh man, you know me, I'm like the weatherman.
1: <laughs> so, and the funny thing is, the the first time that he really does this, and he did, he got a commitment from Sasha Killa Jones, and and really Ty Winyard's part of the 2016 class, and Isaiah Humphreys was part of the 2016 class. But when he started doing this, the fir- its going to backfire, really, for the first time for a recruit that maybe doesn't seem like a lock for UK, with a guy who basically just played Kentucky for an offer, and once he got the offer, he said, "Okay, I'm just going to focus on the schools that have been recruiting me longer. Thanks for the offer, Kentucky. I'm glad to know I'm good enough, but now I'm going to—I'm going to I'm gonna show my attention to the schools that have been showing me attention much longer."
0: So, so he's like the—he's like the teenage girl who wants wants the guy, but once he asked her out, he goes. He doesn't want him anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines. Kind of, you know, kind of like a tease. Yeah. So Kentucky, to a small extent, got played a little bit here. John Calipari got played a little bit here. And, you know, UK fans don't like to hear that and don't won't like to admit it. And I'm sure... And what I've been told is that you can expect Markel Fultz to go to Washington. If he had gone to Louisville tonight, that would be really interesting. But he'd gone to to Washington, so U.K. fans and and John Calipari, I think you're going to get the last laugh when it comes to old Markel Fultz when he's playing out in the Pac-12 and you don't hear from him ever again.
0: Haven't we seen this movie before, though, where Washington gets a big recruit and he changes his mind a few minutes later and (laughs) goes to Kentucky? Well, here's the thing for U.K. Do we really need to rent this video again? We've seen the ending.
1: Well no this will this will be a different movie. Uh, this is this is the uh, sequel. This
0: isn't like the Husky's, Hangover trio then.
1: <laughs> Husky strike back. It's not going to happen. He's not going to Here's the thing. Kentucky's probably saying, "Oh, huh, weird. You begged us for an offer, we finally get you on and then you don't want to come here?" Well, whatever. Cuz Kentucky's got options. You still have Malik Monk. You have De- DeAaron Fox. I think UK leads for both those guys. You've got Kobe Simmons, if UK wants, I think he I, I think he'd come to UK in a heartbeat. And Kobe Simmons is awesome. I got people hated on me at Cats Illustrated because I, during the summer, was still saying I'd take Kobe Simmons over Fultz. Fultz is a better scorer, but I'm not so sure that he's a better player than Simmons. You still have Simmons. You still have rally Atkins, who is just a, a bigger version of Eric Bledsoe, who might have been the manliest guy guard to play college basketball in the last decade. Just a, a freak of a player. So UK is still going to have their guard option. So they're—I'm sure John Calipari is not sweating losing Markel Fultz.
0: Is Washington it's actually, it's a lo- is Washington a, a lock league. here, or does Louisville actually have a chance?
1: Everything I've heard is Washington, and anything that in the other whispers that aren't Washington or are Arizona. So I would be surprised if he went to Louisville.
0: So you're telling me there's a probably this this guy favors apparently the West Coast since two of your three schools in your top three are both West Coast schools, even though the kid is a Maryland but product. He's
1: been, he's been wishy-washy on what's important to him. One time he'll say something's important. Then he'll say something else important. He said he's wanted to, he wants to win a national championship. You think that favor Louisville and Kentucky and maybe even Arizona. Uh, he, he wants a, a fast style play. You know, that would favor, I don't know if that necessarily would favor Louisville, I, I guess. It, it, it'd favor Kentucky, it'd favor Arizona.
0: And then... I mean, Louisville's yeah. already got V.J. King at that position anyway, coming in. Well, in no,
1: V.J. King's not going to play. He, Markel Fultz is a two-guard. Uh,
0: Wasn't well, V.J. King a two-guard?
1: I think V.J. King's going to play more of the three uh, in the uh, college level.
0: two Two threes interchangeable to me. <laughs>
1: I think the one and two are, can be interchangeable. That, that as big, well.
0: In, in college basketball, one through three can be very interchangeable. Well, it's you know, I almost to find a more perimeter player than, if, than anything. If
1: Fultz went to Louisville, man, you'd have Donovan Mitchell, Snyder, Fultz, and VJ King, one through three, uh, and then, you know, Dangadel, some other guys. That would be pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, Louisville's backcourt and wings would be set for, for the following season, maybe for a few years to come. But as you have it, it doesn't seem like he's going to go there. But kid, yeah, he's been wishy-washy on what's important to him. Now he's talking about how playing time's important to him. He wants to go to a place he can he can play right away. Well, that's something you know. You know who says that, Trevor? People say that that are that are scared they're not going to be good enough.
0: Well, no, not necessarily. Sometimes they say it because they want they want to be just they just want the spotlight to stay on them, like maybe a Malik Newman, or or possibly uh, in some cases maybe a Maverick Rowan who wants to go somewhere where he knows he's going to be able to take thirty shots a game at NC State. So, I mean, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they don't have lack of confidence. In some cases, maybe they have know. too much confidence, I think.
1: I think it's a I, – I definitely would never say it's too much confidence. If you're worried about playing time, if you're good enough, Trevor, don't you think you're going to play anywhere?
0: Yeah, but, not, if, but, but now that – that, with that being said, if you go to look at Kentucky the last couple of years, I mean, you're not – some of the players Kentucky's have brought in would more than likely anywhere else probably play major minutes and are good enough to play major minutes but were held to, to what would be considered probably – a average minute uh, amount of minutes because of the amount of depth that Kentucky has.
1: But they, it, it, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, look at Carl Towns last year. I, I, I mean, it I, was I Towns think not we're good gonna, enough I to think we're gonna disagree here, Trevor. Okay. We'll, we'll have Carl to agree to Towns disagree. Carl Towns wasn't scared about playing time. Cause he knew he was good enough that he was going to get on the floor regardless.
0: Yeah, but still, but he, but he knew, so he knew he was good enough, but he went to Kentucky and didn't play major minutes. He could have gone anywhere else and played major minutes.
1: And, Correct, but if but he was good enough, so he still played a lot of minutes at UK. He did. So if a player is worried about that stuff, like it seems Markel Fultz is, then then don't go to a place like that. And I think a coach like John Calipari, Rick will say, "Good, we don't want you know if you're if that's what you're worried about getting yours, then we, we don't want you."
0: Now that I agree with, I do I don't think both coaches want it, which is one of the reasons why I think Maverick Rowan faded so much with Louisville. Because I think that's what he wanted. He wanted to be somewhere where he was. Gonna, they were going to say, "Here, take thirty shots, no matter how good a game you're having or not, or how good you maybe we maybe you think you really are."
1: So that'll be something to keep an eye on. He's going to decide tonight around seven, maybe around eight, uh, in that hour at the Elite Twenty Four game up in New York. Is this
0: kid a one and done?
1: He, he has. He's also said that in the past he's wanted to be a one and done too. Which <laughs> you know you don't think of Washington as a one and done factory, but. Um, can we'll you, see I,
0: Have they had a one and done? I mean Ross went there two years uh, Nate Nate Robinson wasn't a, a big recruit and Was a four year guy Brandon Roy yeah, was Aaron's a four year
1: Terrence Jones, Jones was a one week and done
0: Yeah he was a, he was a 10 minutes and done uh, yeah. uh, I mean I'm trying to think of other uh, Brandon Roy was a four year guy there um, Detlef Shrimp was a four year guy Of course that was in the 80s I'm trying to think of other good Washington players That have come out through the NBA
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know if they've had one and done. I don't. Terrence I Ross
0: was two, and that's the, the closest I can think off the top of my head. He of course he was teammates with Terrence Jones.
1: But anyways, it, I don't think he'll be a one and done. I mean, he'll he'll be in a position where if he does go to Washington, he'll have a chance to put up a lot of points. But I think he's, I think he's a high volume shooter, um, especially if he goes to a place like Washington where they're going to allow that to take place.
0: Nigel Goss and, was supposed to be a one and done, wasn't he? he never panned out.
1: Yeah, but he's four, hundred one hundred and eighty. He's got good size. We'll see. You know, he'll go to the college level, and either he'll he'll prove that he's as good as he's been this past summer, or maybe that will be the outlier, and and he's just you know a a I don't want to say a decent score, but just he'll take a few years to get adjusted to college. Time will tell. Uh, anyways, let's move on. I want I want to get this subject in before we we talk fantasy football. So, Louisville City, Trevor, you know that soccer team that I talk about from time to time.
0: The Purple Haze, yeah. They. By the way, I've given them a nickname whether they like it or not.
1: My my roommate Charlie calls them the Louisville Nine,
0: <laughs> which you have uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, well, first of all, that that's that's too much close to the Cardinal Nine, which is Louisville's baseball team too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it cracks me up. But uh, so they're having a great year. They're second in the USL. They're second in attendance as well. People are catching on. More and more people are showing up to each game. You've got radio stations like mine talking about them. You've got the Courier Journal covering them more because people want to read about them. They're growing and they're doing good and they're doing good. And they're going to have talks with the mayor on Monday for stadium expand or for for stadium building to build a new stadium. It wouldn't be expanding.
0: Well, technically it would be expanding from nothing If you're coming coming from nothing, you are still expanding,
1: but so things are looking up for them. But as right now, as you know, they share a stadium at Louisville slugger field with the bats. Uh, the bats were nice enough to let them in. And then we found out that maybe they're not just nice enough to let them in. They're, they're making a ton of money. Uh, Louisville City doesn't get any advertising money except for what they can get on the field, which isn't much if you've been to a game. They get no concession money. They get no parking money. Uh, they, they're, they, they think that they lose up to maybe $20,000 in revenue playing at Louisville Slugger Field. That's money that the Louisville Bats sees. And Louisville City even pays for the, the staff at Louisville Slugger Field. So the Bats hire these guys, but Louisville City has to pay for their time even though they don't see any of that concession money. So at the beginning of the year, when Louisville city was trying to get a gauge of how this would work, could fans in Louisville support a soccer team? Would they be interested? Would they want to come to a baseball stadium to watch soccer? Uh, They offered some pretty sweet deals. If you would have just, if you bought season tickets, you got them at a pretty cheap rate per ticket. Uh, They were going to give you a scarf. You got newsletters and you got first dibs at other tickets and this and that. And, I think they've given away a few, t- a, free, a few free tickets to season ticket holders. Uh, they really sweetened the pot. And another thing they did was they say, if you buy now, we're going to build a plaque and we're going to put your name on it. All the guy, every All the guys and girls that bought season tickets at the beginning of the year, first time only, founding members, you're going to get your name on a plaque.
0: Immortalized. So,
1: finally, that plaque has been made. And supposedly, it was a pretty expensive plaque. Uh, and it looks really cool, actually. It's, it's pretty big. Uh, it's purple. And it, it looks nice. And it's got everybody's name on it and, and this and that. Well, they're ready to put that thing up so fans can come and see it. There's only a few more home games left for Louisville City FC, and then you've got some. But there's, there's only three or four games left. So they want to get that thing up, let people come, point out their name, say, hey, look, get pictures in front of it. And it looks good. It's purple. It, it, it was well done. But the bats said,
0: I was, eh. "I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that butt. There's always a butt somewhere."
1: The bats said, "Eh, no, thank you. No, we're not. We're not ready to. We're not ready for you all to put that up." So it turned into this big thing, and, and you had, uh, you had the the Louisville City FC flat out calling out the bats, saying, "Hey, we're ready to put this thing up," uh, but the bats said no. So all the Louisville City fans were raged and they were tweeting the Louisville bats. They were saying that they were, they were throwing out an idea of possibly boycotting a concession since all that money goes back to the bats. It, it turned into this almost civil war within the city of, uh, bat fans and Louisville city fans and just trying to find common ground. So the courier journal ended up talking to the bats president, Gary Ulmer, who supposedly was the one that said, no, you can't hang this up. And, of course, there's always always two sides to each story, Trevor. Of course. And he said, uh, we agreed to do it. We are ready to do it. All we asked is that they just didn't put it in this one spot. We wanted them to move it eight feet to another spot. And then Louisville City saying, well, you said we can put it in this spot. It looks much better in this spot. This is where we want it. More fans are going to see it over here. And you said it was okay.
0: Where where'd the and bats then- want to put it? The men's room?
1: Yeah. Like above the central central stall. (laughs) So they said that they want to put it eight feet. It's when you, it's in that big room at slugger field that looks like it could host weddings and stuff like that and banquets and all that fun stuff.
0: Mm, Drawn a little bit of a blank. I haven't been to little slugger field in a long time.
1: It's yeah. You can walk in from it from different, different angles, but what, what street is that market street that Louisville slugger sits on?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: If you walk in, from Market Street, you've got the ticket offices to your right, or where you can buy tickets. Yeah, and then to the left, you go through some doors, and this is the big room that I'm talking about.
0: I'm sure I've been. In. I I went to the first ever game at Slugger Field, and <laughs> I went. We did some radio shows there about a year ago. I think that was the last time I was there.
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they wanted to put it in this area where, when you as soon as you walked in there, you could see it, and it was on this wall where the sun would come in and hit it and make it look really nice. The bats wanted to move it to another wall, maybe the wall where you walk in on. So you'd have to turn back around to see it. And I'm kind of spitballing here. I, I've, I've only read the article once or twice, so I, I'm not 100% sure these locations are right. But this is kind of the gist of it. So they wanted to have it back where you walk in. You have to turn back around. It'll be in the dark. It's not going to look as good according to Louisville City FC.
0: The bats want to treat it like sloth, is what you're telling me. Putting it in the basement, chained up with only a few baby roofs thrown at them by a fat kid randomly getting trapped down there.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Um, <laughs> Who
0: doesn't love the truffle shuffle? So, so
1: Trevor, let's go to the court of Trevor here. Who's right and who's wrong in this? And what's the solution?
0: Um. Well, I, I, since I'm playing the judge, uh, I would have to... As long as it's being displayed to where it can be seen, I have to take the side of the bats because it is their stadium. Uh, Now, if they were trying to say they wanted it, but
1: first off, it's not the bats' stadium. The bats don't own that stadium. Excuse
0: me, you have to address the court before you speak. Um, It's it's the bats' house, though. It's they have they have their name on the lease. Just because I live in, I know I don't live in if I live in an apartment, I don't own the apartment, but my name is on the lease. So therefore. If if they were trying to say they wanted to put it, like I said, jokingly in the men's room or hide it in a closet like a broom closet, then I would take the side of the Louisville FC because it needs to be at least it should be at least out where it's being seen. So if the bats are at least trying to meet halfway by saying we're going to put it somewhere where it's being seen, it may not be the most ideal place in your your eyes. That being you being the Louisville FC, we apologize, but we want We don't want to put it there. We want to put it here. I'm going to take the side of the person who has a name on the lease as long as they're being reasonable enough to putting it where it is visible.
1: Okay. My thing is, if the bat said this, I know spot you didn't want to clear, hear that. If the bat, if the bat said this spot was okay originally, why? What? What has changed?
0: Now, if they said it was okay originally, and they would, you'd have to get something in writing. Otherwise, they have the right to change their mind, in my opinion.
1: Okay, but everybody needs to know that the Bats don't own Slugger Field.
0: I'm not. The I Metro, know. I get the, that.
1: The Metro Development Authority of Louisville owns the field.
0: But the Bats have priority in terms of what can go where over the Louisville FC. I mean, Louisville FC is a sub renter.
1: Okay, but but and they're and they're paying a lot of money. They're
0: I understand paying $5, that. Five
1: thousand a game, and then they're they're giving the Bats just money that they wouldn't see to begin with.
0: And I think they're getting hosed in that deal. I agree with that.
1: So they're giving again. They estimate maybe twenty thousand dollars, so they're just getting that out of the blue that they would have not they would not be getting.
0: I didn't say well I didn't say it wasn't right for the little the bats to allow them to put it where they wanted to. I'm just saying and, I'm just saying I'm taking their side. If it's their they have the right to change their mind and say they don't want it right there. And, then they can. And does it doesn't make them my look kind of ish Yes. To Gary
1: Olmer is. And I get, I understand what you're saying. Clay B. One sixteen said it's the Bats' home. Louisville City is a guest in the Bats' home. The Bats have finals today, and I read in that little Weasley voice because I imagine that's probably how Clay said
0: it. <laughs> did he do a little? But, did he do a laugh like the guy in Happy uh, Billy Madison? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I'm sure he probably did add that in at the end. But here's the, here's what I would ask the president of the Bats, Gary Olmer: Is one, you said you could put it there. Why change your mind? Two. When you're making this point of it only being eight feet away, you only want to move at eight feet. On the flip side, it's only eight freaking feet. Why do you want to move it? Why is it that important where you're going to cause this big stink to only move at eight feet? It well, goes both ways in this. I was
0: going to say an argument can go from either direction. With that, exactly. that being said, yeah, I mean, you can, say, you can say the same thing to the little SC if they say the same that same statement to the bats.
1: And... You you had so finally in the in the Courier Journal's article, you had you had Olmer say, basically asked, so what's going to happen? What's the solution? He said, and I quote, "We'll probably end up doing what they want because they've embarked in a smear campaign via social media. The easiest thing to do is just let them have their way. (laughs) After all this, that's the solution.
0: Well, that's actually probably the smartest thing to do to avoid the uh, if 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 the little UFC wants to take it to the fans and. Villainize the the bats for they're making a decision they have the right to make. Then yeah, I mean it's that's what you got to do, and then that's going to work.
1: And, and it was funny. Isn't that right how we were, do things
0: in America now? We don't really actually go to the courts. We just uh, we we prosecute you in the court of a public opinion.
1: I I think the uh, you ended up having the Coopers the the support group that we have on here from time to time. They threatened to boycott. I think their final stance was not to boycott concessions at Louisville slugger field. But why were they even suggesting that? I was just thinking to myself, I'm, I'm still, you know, I won't buy food there. I won't, you know, if they don't want me to pay for parking, whatever, if the bats want to be stingy about that stuff, then I'll play along, but I'm going to buy beer in there. (laughs) You know,
0: you can always sneak beer in.
1: I'm only, Oh, I've got a funny story about that too, but you can always boycott, uh, you can only boycott so much when it comes to the beer. Okay, Louisville bats, you can, you can take my money there, uh, but we, we need to head to commercial break so we can, we can turn the page to fantasy football, but we'll keep this, we'll keep this topic open. We're going to remember giving away Louisville city FC tickets, five o'clock hour, be ready to call in. The number is 502 502- 384 1450 on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz line. We'll do that again at 5 o'clock, so I'll remind you. We'll come back. We'll talk a little fantasy football, so stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz.
0: A sports talker, presented by Allen Electric. I'm always thinking one step ahead, like a carpenter that makes stairs. <laughs>
1: after the show today, high school football's back, and that is just the beginning stages of college football being back. Then we have NFL back and then is back and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But after my show today, the Jefferson Red Devils, Jeffersonville Red Devils, excuse me, coming off an eight win season last year, uh, opened up the 2015 season on the road of the defending Kentucky Class 5A state champs, Pulowki County. Jeffersonville was one of the highest scoring teams in the state of Indiana last year, and returns the lethal passing combination of Cam Northern and Brandon Coleman. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m., but the pregame show starts right after my show, uh, so you can check that out here. 1450.
0: Who's the sports buzz? Who's saying next got tonight? You know,
1: uh, I don't. I think it's somebody in in city. I was going to do a. I'm going to try to do a high school football segment, or at least just talk about a few games. But I had forgotten.
0: See, Trinity's playing uh, the Trinity's team from Tennessee.
1: Innsworth or whatever is that the one that. where
0: the uh, the musician went to or works? Yeah, at? Yeah,
1: his his son, right?
0: Yeah, I uh, forget. I'm trying. I can't remember. The, it's a one. Well the, well, the it's two musicians actually. It's a musician and a couple. But I have uh, Faith Hill. I think is who it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. she was working uh, like
0: concessions last year at the game when uh, they went down to Trinity. Went down there last year. And mail host know. Floyd Central from Indiana. Another Saint X,
1: uh, Saint X. is off tonight, I think.
0: Are they? Uh, Wagner's at Iroquois. So get your counters uh, uh, coordinated ready.
1: Saint X is so, off. They'll they'll take on Henry Clay next week, uh, oh. which will be an exciting game. And actually, there's some news about Henry Clay and a a UK player there. But I'll I'll get that. I'll get to that later. We need to bring on our fantasy football expert, Pharrell Elliott. How's it going?
2: CJ, what are you doing, brother? And I tell you what, in high school football, how could they get a more beautiful August night to play uh, high school football in? But who would start a game at 6 p.m., for God's sake? <laughs> it's a double. What kind of a start a double time header. is that? It's a yeah, doubleheader. Uh, I, I don't care. I'll take a Midnight Madness game. I want the first game to start at 8, and then we can have a late night
0: game. Th- they're it's technically six, six, playing six, seven, the five. Don Marshall Bowl, which will be followed by Harlan County and Southwestern at 8 p.m.
1: Okay. Wow. Those were always fun to go to as kids, the doubleheader varsity games. You get a ton of people there. Uh, You'd be able to, when you were a kid, you'd be able to hang out for a few hours without having to worry about your parents. Those are always the best. But now as an adult, (laughs) a 6 p.m. start doesn't seem ideal.
2: not an ideal start. But you know what? we got plenty of preseason NFL football starting at a real time, probably 8 or 9 o'clock. Where you can watch this weekend and set those fantasy teams right, DJ. You going to join us at the horseshoe? We've got like two spots left, and uh, you know you ought to put yours in a chair and take up something and and, and see what you could do.
1: Two spots left in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. You're the commissioner, so it's running out that quickly, huh? It, time is a, you know the clock's click ticking rather, and we're not too far away from fantasy football starting. So only two spots left.
2: Only two spots left. Looks like we're going to end up with 312 uh, main event teams this year. About another 120 ancillary teams. Trevor Kelsey himself is the proud owner of three teams, as well as uh, recruiting his friends uh, to play in the league as well. So we got we got lots of great love from Trevor, and I don't want you, TJ, to be a wish I had. <laughs>
1: Well, I uh I wish my league had waited to draft. Not from my, sta- uh, s- uh, my not from my standpoint, everybody that I drafted is still healthy, uh luckily, but the biggest news since the last time I spoke with you, Kelvin Benjamin going to be out for the season after an ACL injury. Now he obviously won't be drafted in any leagues that are drafting from here on out. But right. let me ask you, let me let me pose you this question. Kelvin Benjamin being injured who does that impact the most from a fantasy football standpoint because on one hand you'd say well cam newton maybe isn't going to have as good as a season on the other hand a guy like greg olson maybe he moves up in the tight end rankings
2: um yeah it's hard to move olson much higher in the tight end rankings uh, but because he was already at the top but yes uh you would think he becomes even a bigger target, now if they move the safety over the top of him, you're going to have to get the ball to a wide receiver. And in that situation, we may not see the wide receiver that could lead the Carolina Panthers in uh, receptions this year. He may not be on the roster today. They may uh, pick him off the waiver wire from somewhere else because that is not a, that is not a very a deeply talented bunch uh, on, on that roster, uh, Stewart is uh, Stewart benefits from the checkoff uh, passes uh, a little bit at the running back position. But I'm a firm believer that when you take the star off the field, everyone's situation is diminished in football. It's still the greatest team sport in the world, so I really don't uh, don't you can you can maybe kick up and say these guys are going to have more opportunities but there are going to be opportunities without your greatest weapon on the field so they're of less value. Yeah,
1: and we've had a, since the last time we spoke we've had another week of preseason games. Last night I stayed up and watched the end of that Browns game and watched Johnny Football and 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 he's fun to watch. <laughs> I doubt he I doubt he gets drafted and that's understandable, but in these preseason games what's a name who's somebody that has stood out to you that maybe is helping their fantasy football stock?
2: Interesting that you bring that up. Um, Crabtree at Oakland uh, has, has put himself on the field and proved that he's going to be a possession receiver. You can get him about the 12th round, and that's about what he's worth. But before the preseason, we just didn't know exactly how he would fit in. I'll tell you what, our old buddy James Jones, of Packer fame, of Raider contribution somewhat, uh is now with the New York Giants reunited with his offensive coordinator and as you watch him play it's not too far to uh, uh it's not it's not unfeasible to uh see him in a situation where he contributes to uh the Giants team abdullah flashed in the first game only carried the ball two times last night i I would tell the listeners. Enjoy this weekend's preseason game. Really lay into next week. Next week's the preseason game that matters. And the final preseason game played right up hard against Labor Day is usually played by a group of backup players. So next week is when you very, very much want to pay attention, which is when we'll be having our draft.
1: And that would be a good time to pay attention, without a doubt. Let me ask you this: We, we focus more on Kentucky than Louisville here, but we we touch on both athletic programs. Uh, a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, which I think even UK fans have to admire for what he was able to do at Louisville and how he carried himself. Where would you take? Where would you feel comfortable taking him in a draft? Or is he somebody that you'd reach out and, and take? Or do you think he's somebody that, that could wind up on free agents? Uh, he's looked good in the preseason, oh. what we've seen. Hasn't hasn't played all that much, but now he's got Peterson back and he still has some weapons at wide receiver. He's a year older, uh, rookie of the year. I, 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 is this the time that maybe he's a sleeper quarterback?
2: He's a definite uh, quarterback that needs to be drafted in the league. Now It depends on your strategy. He makes a very, very good quarterback number two with upside of becoming a uh quarterback one he is a brilliant quarterback by committee in drafts that we've had we've already had two of our main event drafts go off online um, in our drafts Bridgewater could easily be paired with uh, Philip Rivers and if you wanted to go three quarterbacks someone like uh, Tony Romo in the later rounds and now you've got we're uh, in the middle to, to later rounds and, and with that situation you've got uh, probably a very good matchup every week. And Bridgewater would probably not uh, see the field as much as those other two, but you would end up using him during the season, and you'd be very glad you had him.
1: I'm excited to, to watch how uh, how he's going to develop. I think he can take a big step forward this year as long as he doesn't uh, affect any of my Packers games and, and, and their ability to win. I think Green Bay should be okay at least for another year. Uh, what You know, uh, this- we're, we're- – Go on. In return, and
2: just speaking to Bridgewater, you know, the starter breaks his foot, and then he goes on to to, uh, Bridgewater develops. You know, it's it's very interesting in fantasy football. We're dealing with a week-to-week situation, and you'll have players that will emerge during the season. That's why it's good to watch them in the preseason. You'll know who they are.
1: We're talking with Pharrell Elliott, the commissioner of Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, uh, always great to talk with you. What's your favorite part of a fantasy football draft? Uh, you know, our our drafts for our garage leagues again. There's a bunch of drunken shenanigans, but for you in a more professional, for you in a more professional setting, what's your favorite part of the draft? What do you look forward to
2: the most? I have so many favorite part. Of it, meeting uh, new players that come with the uh, anticipation of, of and, and seeing how they really enjoy it. No matter what they're expecting, it always seems uh, like we can exceed their best expectations and giving them a good weekend. I love the reunion aspect of guys that don't see each other during the year, but when they come for the weekend at the horseshoe, uh, it's great camaraderie and great friends. I uh, the competition is is wonderful and as a player myself I can I can certainly learn from from everyone that's there. I've enjoyed the fact to see that more women are coming to the game every year and we've had a woman champion and that's that's really great. Uh it's the rivalries, watching the rivalries develop and just the fun, the off the cuff comments and the good times that we have. You know, we we kind of dive into it uh for that weekend and there's really nothing else that goes on in anyone else's agenda except fantasy football. So seeing the passion and dedication, it's a cool thing. And
1: if you're a serious fantasy football player, you're trying to get started, but you want to you want to really take the plunge, uh, the the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championships for you. Tell people for the very few spots that are left how they can get in.
2: Well, they can get the only way now is to give me a call at 502 523 5057. Perhaps we can move some things around. We do have an online league September 1st or an online division, which is part of our main event league. If we can't put you in a league, we'll at least invite you uh, over to see us. Uh, we will we'll be serving lunch and dinner on. Uh, so, um, Saturday and Sunday, and, and we'll welcome you over and you can look around and perhaps get ready for next year. It's a, it's a great time and a great situation, man, and I'm still taking phone calls, 502-523-5057.
1: Awesome. That sounds like a good deal. I know Trevor's excited about it. It sounds like uh, if you're a fantasy football player, that's the league you need to be in. Really appreciate you hopping on and talking a little fantasy football, and hopefully we'll talk to you here soon. See you, TJ. Always great talking to Pharrell Elliott, the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We need to take a commercial break. We'll do that right now. We'll come back. We're not too far away from the ticket giveaway for Louisville City's big home match on Saturday. We, if you call in, you get a trivia question right. The tickets are as good as yours. And it's a really, really important game for Louisville City FC. They can't lock up a bye in the playoffs. But a win on Saturday would make it very very tough for them not to at least get a buy uh, when the playoffs roll around so that's big so join us We'll be right back here on 1450 the sports Buzz see you then
2: history repeats itself try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one
1: Forwards. It's how I like to do business. Everybody joking around. We're like friends. I am Chandler, and Joey, and uh, Pam is Rachel, and Dwight is Kramer.
0: The woman was a
2: dream I had, though rather hard to keep. For when my eyes were watching her they closed, and I was still asleep. When my head was holding hers, she whispered words that I awoke, And bouncing
0: the room. We're back
1: here, 1450 of Sports Buzz. Trevor, if you're trying to suck out the Friday fever, you're doing a good job of it.
0: You don't like bouncing around the room by fish?
1: Uh, we just don't see eye to eye on music, man.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, one of us likes good music, one doesn't, I understand.
1: One of us likes to just... Mellow for, out and go to bed at 630 on a Friday. The other one likes to have you know a little momentum heading into the weekend.
0: You don't even know anything about fish.
1: I know that it, if you go to a fish concert, it probably smells similar to what a Bob Marley concert smells. Well,
0: I'm sorry, or mostly any concert you probably go to, to be honest with you. I'm still, I'm still hurt you didn't like my Karate Kid soundtrack day. That, that hurt. That bothered me because Karate Kids is is top 10 80s movie of all time. I mean, it's, the movie yeah, is awesome.
1: I just, I, I.
0: You need I to embrace like the I, love I, of 80s, man. Embrace I it.
1: I don't know what you, want, what you want me to do.
0: I want you to admit that you like Bananarama.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't like Bananarama. <laughs> I want uh, you to
0: admit that you're the best around. No one's ever going to keep you down. I want you to admit gonna, that you swept the leg.
1: We're going to take a. We're, we're going to talk about this before we take another commercial break. Louisville and Indiana agree to a three-year basketball series and a three-year football series. Uh, I, I think this is good news for basketball because both of them could beef up their out-of-conference schedule, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, I, I like the idea of them playing one game in Indy and then you know uh, Indiana's never been to the Yum Center, so that will be exciting for their fan base and just a short drive between those two programs. So. Uh, the football side of things I I don't necessarily I, I think it'd be tougher to get excited about because if you're a Louisville fan it likely means all these SEC games that you all go absolutely crazy over uh, like Auburn and Alabama probably get less of those from 2023 to what I, I don't know if the football series is even going to be a back to back to back year thing it might be every other year however they however they map it out. But it likely means you're gonna have less of those big marquee matchups. But that is so far away, two thousand twenty three. Uh it's tough to get too excited about that, Trevor. it, it is
0: it is gonna be back to back to back. So if your calendars on September sixteenth, two thousand twenty three. They will be playing in Lucas Oil Stadium, and then in September seventh, two thousand twenty four, they'll be playing in Cardinals in Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, which I mean that's if they're still using Papa John's Cardinal Stadium at that point. I don't know that, that Ten, nine years from now, might be a new stadium for all we know. And then in September 6, 2025, which God knows I hope Indiana isn't a new stadium by that point, uh, they will be competing in Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. Look at that. Louisville and Indiana be able to, to, to uh, reach an agreement to play each other opposed to uh, Indiana and some other school.
1: No, oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky's too busy playing good teams.
0: Ah, uh, yes, until they beat them and they run away with the ball.
1: But who did that?
0: Oh, no, 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 nobody in particular. <coughs> Cal Perry. <coughs>
1: well, I'm make sorry, I've got,
0: I've got, there's, it's dusty in here. I, I, it's just really.
1: When you make an agreement, Trevor, don't, shouldn't you hold to that agreement?
0: I agree. I agree. And when you, and you lose, you shouldn't run away.
1: Didn't, who, didn't, did they play later that year? Or am I mistaken?
0: Oh, and that was, yeah, and that was, that was unfortunate. That was circumstances made by the tournament instantly committee, not by either school, though.
1: But when did the, when did the plans die? Was it before then?
0: Uh, I believe here's another, it was after then. Everybody
1: listening, here's another chance for Trevor to get his facts wrong. So let's hear it.
0: Oh no, I didn't get my, I'm not seeing my facts wrong. I didn't deny the fact that they played again later on that season, in Kentucky Wait, did so win. So when did the
1: series die? Was it before that Sweet Sixteen game?
0: It was afterwards.
1: Okay, so why why would John Calipari be so angry about that afterwards?
0: I just didn't want to go back to Bloomington.
1: No, but they had already agreed after that series was up that hey, from now on, we're just going to do neutral site game, and Indiana was on board with that.
0: I don't so, recall it, that. It wasn't
1: Kentucky that changed things; it was Indiana that changed things.
0: I uh, I do not re- I do not recall it going down that way.
1: No, that's exactly how it <laughs> went down. We're going to head to commercial break when we co- Good for Louisville and Indiana playing each other. You're lucky. You're,
0: you're lucky. I, have, I already switched the song. Otherwise, after this little comment, I would have gone back to "Young Hearts Beat Fast" by uh Their of conference <laughs>
1: schedules are at times embarrassingly weak, so it's good that they're both going to beef them up a little bit. Uh, And and it'll be a fun series. Two competitive teams, so close to one another, a lot of history.
0: Just remind me of a decade when it's around the corner.
1: (laughs) We're going – well, the basketball is next year.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the football,
1: Yeah, football, who cares? That's so far away. Uh, When we come back, we'll be giving away tickets to Louisville City's FC home match on Saturday night. We've got two of them. You answer a trivia question right, call into the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line, you'll be the one. Don't call in until I say, though. Uh, We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Bus.
2: I came for the party to get naughty, get my rocks on, eat popcorn, watch you move your body till the pop song that I'm singing, ding a funky beats ringing, everybody swinging in the place as I kick the Jay's Easy-White style, R&B, mixing it with the hip-hop, swing B, champagne in my hand, it won't be long till I'm gone, it's just the same old song. It's just the freestyle, meanwhile I keep the be
0: kicking, sweat dripping, girlies in the limo we in checking. don't get the grease on your pantyhose, I love your Rover, move over, I gotta blow my nose, sneezing, but still I'm pleasing and all the slimies pull out time to get busy with a jenny if it's good plenty don't you know there I go there I go there I go
2: but I don't go nowhere without my jim hat what I'm rapping is that she's rapping and I'm stopping cause I'm smarter than that and then girlie maybe we can get along cue the epic the
0: epic you're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker
2: what is the most inspiring thing I ever said to you don't be an idiot. Changed
0: my life.
1: We're back here 1450 the Sports Buzz. Need to remind you Trevor, it is Friday, so we're still going to have to do our factor fiction 5 At 5 Friday, we're going to have to push it back a little bit. uh, Because right now, we've got two tickets for Louisville City's match on Saturday. They win that match, and they've got a great chance. I'm not trying to jinx anything, but they've got a great chance to uh, get a bye in the playoffs. It's a Saturday night. The weather's going to be perfect, and I'm sure it'll be a a great crowd. Maybe even a record crowd Um, that will probably be broken on Tuesday when they play an MLS team. But it'll be a good time on Saturday. So if you can answer this trivia question, then you'll get two tickets. So we're going to open up the phone lines now, Trevor. 502-384-1450, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. When we get a call into the show, if they can get a trivia question correct, then they will get the tickets to the game on Saturday. Free, no questions asked. Should be a good time. So we'll open them up right now. So, Trevor, you let me know when we get one.
0: I am on it.
1: And then we'll we'll go from there. What if we didn't? What if nobody called in?
0: They might be afraid. They've heard the kind of trivia questions you throw at me. I'd be a little worried too, personally. I mean, yeah. what are the odds of them getting it right? I mean, I've seen the way you treat me in trivia. Now, then yeah. again, then again, I, I you do get mad at me a lot of times because I try to culture you in music and in movies, and you don't accept it, and you get mad at me and take it out on me in trivia questions.
1: That's um. Yeah, but y- yeah, we we have a history. Whoever calls in, I I'm not saying it's going to be an easy one that they're going to without a without a doubt get. But if they know their Louisville City trivia, then then I think they'll have no problem getting the question correct without a doubt. But the tickets are they're available now, so give a call. We've got a we've got somebody already already called in. Gus, you're on 1450, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. You ready to answer some Louisville City FC trivia?
2: I am. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Pretty excited about it.
1: Well, I'm glad you're calling in. Uh, You get this question right, the tickets are yours. If not, we'll go to the next caller. Now, think back to the first-ever Louisville City FC game. It was a cool day in March. Kentucky was playing in the lead eight later that night, and Louisville played St. Louis – Beat St. Louis 2-0 in the first game ever. Who scored the first goal for Louisville City FC? Can you remember that? If so, the tickets are yours. Uh that's that's a tough one. Uh, how how long do I get? Yeah, I don't want to look it up, but I just I got to rack my brain around that for a second. That's a tough one. Well, uh, I'm not going to give I'm not I'm not going to give you enough well, time. Well, here you go. I got to think I'm going to say uh Magnus Rasmussen. That's, it. That's right. You didn't look that up, did you, Gus? I,
2: I swear to God, I did not. I'm just a huge fan. Like I said, it's it's,
1: it's a lot I live for. All right, well, uh, I, I you, you got it correct. We'll put the tickets in your name. They'll be at Will Call, and congratulations on your two tickets to the Louisville City FC match on Saturday night. Don't
0: hang up, Gus. I'll get your full name from you and get it to TJ. All
2: right, thank you. Appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for calling in here on 1450 the Sports Buzz. Don't hang up. Trevor will get your info. I'll send it over to Louisville City FC and they will get it all worked out for you. I can't I really thought it was gonna take at least one person to get that question and then and then maybe the other person could look it up. I, I figured that on the spot, somebody might not be able to get that right. I'm not 100% sure if Gus or not was able to look that up, but that's okay. He's gonna get the tickets anyways. It's gonna be a good time. Hopefully, we'll be able to do more of these ticket gives giveaways going forward. And then certainly, as the the show gets older, hopefully we can we can do more of them as well. Uh, so with that, Trevor. Now that we got the tickets out of the way, Magnus Rasmussen, the first player in louisville city fc history to score a goal it was in the 27th minute against st louis charlie adams scored the second goal uh if somebody would have said charlie adams then i would have i probably would have given it to him because i'm nice but uh was able to get the question right so fun stuff fun stuff and i know louisville city fc is excited for to, to give away some tickets and and build on this brand of thirst uh, but we can do our Friday for five, Trevor.
0: I think and Gus needs to call in more on Throwback Trivia Day. I mean, Lord, he went one for one on us.
1: And not bad. No. I know. You might have to start taking your spot.
0: And I don't think he looked up because I could tell when I, when I just talked to him, he's driving. There's no way he did a driving while uh, on the phone and looked stuff. I know you can look things up on your phone, but there, he wasn't on speaker. So there's no, I think he was, he was honest on it.
1: Oh, that's impressive that he was able to do that. If he was in fact on his phone, um, but <laughs> Good stuff. So, let's do the Friday for five. Trevor, as always, you get the fifth one. Oh, yeah. And I'll give you a few opinions. You tell me if they're fact or fiction. So, this one you're probably not going to know too much about, but you you can you can take your best stab at it. <laughs> Devontae Robinson committed to Kentucky uh, back in October 2014. He's a cornerback. He's an athlete. He can do it all, really. And he plays for Henry Clay. St. X. We'll see him next weekend. That'll be a tough game for St. X. A really talented athlete unbelievably quick he's a three-star Notre Dame's very interested in him and Notre Dame's been trying to get him on campus for a visit he was unsure if he wanted to do it or not UK was unsure if he wanted to do it or not turns out today he's going to go up to Notre Dame for an official visit for their USC game and I'm telling Kentucky fans don't worry about it Devontae Robinson taking an official to Notre Dame will not hurt his commitment to UK fact or fiction Trevor
0: Uh, That is a fiction because anytime Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame isn't the Notre Dame of the latter days, anytime they are involved, you should always be worried if you're Kentucky because it is a school that is still a bigger name than you are.
1: And and from that standpoint, yes, there, there could be some concern, but I don't think he's going to flip. Uh, He's, he's grown up in UK's backyard. He's been to a ton of UK games. He's been committed for a very, very long time. And, and, if I'm him, and if I'm UK, I know UK probably wouldn't say this, but if I'm UK, I say, you know what? Take you're 17 years old, you're in high school, take all the visits you need, do what you need to do, and you know, hopefully you'll you'll realize Kentucky's at home. That is being a non control it, it's you know, it's almost like in a relationship, Trevor, where it you don't wanna you don't wanna be overbearing, you don't wanna be too controlling.
0: You don't want to. You don't, like, don't want to. Yeah, sit, tell the girl she can't do something. That's the worst thing you can do.
1: Exactly. So uh, I, I think he'll stay committed to Kentucky. UK fans don't have anything to worry about. I
0: didn't say he wouldn't stay. say committed. I just say you, you should. It's fact you, or fiction. You shouldn't be worried though. Mm,
1: I guess maybe you maybe you should be a little, maybe a tiny bit. It'd be better if he didn't take it. But ultimately, he's going to stay committed to UK. In my opinion. Um, so next on the on the fact or fiction. Let's go, let's go back to the Louisville-Indiana basketball series. All right. This will not turn into an annual thing. They're going to do this three-game series. likely going to take a break. It'll never turn into a U.K. L like series where it happens every year. It'll never even turn into what U.K. and Indiana used to be, where they used to play every year. This will just be a – they'll play three years back-to-back-to-back to back to back in basketball, and then maybe five years later they negotiate something else where they make it happen again.
0: That is a fact, and it's a fact because it has been shown already that that's going to happen. This is the second time these two schools under, under the Rick Patino regime have put together a, at least a back-to-back series and took a break in between it. And this is obviously we're in the middle of the first break since the last time these two teams played. So that is a fact. This will not be a year-in, year-out thing, which I I'm, would wish it was fiction, but I think it's a fact.
1: And this will be the the last factor fiction until next Friday, so we won't be able to talk about this in a factor fiction manner. Louisville City FC will not lose to MLS Orlando on Tuesday when Orlando and Kaká come into town. They'll at worst tie, if not win.
0: Uh, other than the fact that I just love hearing you say Kaká, and I'll tell you later on off the record why that's funny. You oh, told I've told you me, that Renshaw. You told yeah, me the story. Okay, I couldn't remember if I told you that. <laughs> so I laugh every time you say that. I keep thinking of some of John Renshaw. Um, I'm going to say you said it's a fact that they will not lose, or they will only they will either win or tie. They
1: will not lose. They will tie or win.
0: I'm going to say fact. This is a uh, this is a huge thing for Little FC, and it's. I think it would probably will more likely mean obviously more to them than it will mean to the Orla- Orlando. Uh, and I think that it'll show on the final scoreboard. I'm saying fact. They will not lose that game.
1: And uh, good. Hey, we're, we're agreeing a little too much.
0: <laughs> it makes you scared a little bit, doesn't it? All
1: right, stepping away for, <laughs> from sports for my last factor fiction. Trevor will get one after this. It is a fact that Kentucky students nowadays have it way too easy. They've got new dorms. They've got tempur beds. They've got – they're not going to have to – each person now seemingly gets their own room. And if they don't get their own room, then they get so much extra room that they share with somebody that is basically like they have their own living space. Uh, they have it easy. They don't remember the old days back when I lived in Blanding 4 in this tiny, tiny room that you could almost stretch out and touch wall-to-wall. Uh, with my roommate Charlie, where you couldn't do anything without somebody else hearing. Uh, you couldn't even have a SPD without somebody hearing it. Uh, the UK freshmen nowadays have it way too easy, Trevor.
0: Oh, that's a fact. And that, and, and you listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm so much closer to the old man yelling to get off your my lawn than, than I am the younger generation. That is a complete fact. Now just as Kentucky freshman, uh, new Kentucky students have it easier. Kids today, in general, have it much easier.
1: Yeah, they they do, and I don't think they realize. By the way, quite do they
0: really have tempur beds there?
1: Yeah, a lot of the, all the new dorms have tempur beds.
0: I haven't had a new mattress in 22 years in my life. All right, the mattress I have right now has stories from my high school days on it. They're not really great stories, but they're stories nonetheless. And and, and they've got Tempur-Pedic. Oh God, I'm going. I'm, that, that's the only. This is the only time I've ever thought about saying the statement. Have the statement come out of my mouth? I might go to stay at a UK dorm room.
1: That's, uh, it's just, it's going to be completely different. And the dorms were not all that great. I've never seen
0: a Kentucky dorm. I've been to Louisville dorms and I've been to IU dorm rooms, but I've never been to, in Western dorm rooms.
1: It was, you know, it was the, I in Blanding four, you didn't have your own bathroom. You had the community bathroom where you had, we had those at IU and Western side, the stalls on the other, the the showers were tiny. You felt pretty claustrophobic. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a good deal. Um, now they've got their own showers. They've got this and that. And it wasn't a great situation, but you look back at it and you think about how much fun you had and how goofy it was. And, uh, you know, you don't know if you necessarily would want to do it again. But now that you're 25 years old, 24 years old, you look back and you go, oh, maybe I would do that again. But uh, they've, they've got it easy. And I don't think their college experience will be as great because of it. But anyways, um, your turn, Trevor, for the final Factor Fiction on Friday. Let's
0: hear it. Uh, It's a sports one. I'm going to go a little NFL with you. All righty. Fact, Jay Gruden wants RG3 to get injured in a preseason game so he can bench him and play Kirk Cousins.
1: It certainly seems like that's a fact, doesn't it? (laughs) It certainly seems like that's a fact. I say it's fiction. He doesn't actually want that, although it may seem like he does. RG3, you still... You still have seen what he's been able to do in leading Washington in the playoffs, although that seems like a long time ago. You saw him in college. You, you know, you even saw Johnny Manziel do really well yesterday. You, you, you like those playmakers in the backfield. And Washington doesn't have a sure-thing answer at quarterback on their roster. We know that. Uh, so you might as well just put the person out there that can make plays. They really need to invest in an offensive line. I say fiction, although after watching that preseason game last night, it certainly seemed like fact.
0: Is it, let me? I'm gonna throw a bonus one at you. Then. Fact: Robert Griffin is acting like a pompous baby by blaming Jay Gruden for thinking that he's getting thrown out there to get injured on purpose.
1: Now, call me uh, underqualified, but I don't. Did he say that?
0: Well, no he means. he claims that he was put out there to to to, to put on an extra series, which was a fourth series, because. He, he feels like they're just setting him up to get hurt.
1: Yeah, he comes – that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, play football, man. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. Play football.
0: I agree 100% on that. I you know, I, And it's weird because it was so hard for me. I liked RG3. And mainly because I jumped on his bandwagon out of high school when he went to – I saw little videos on him when he went to – when he just to, to decommitted from Houston and followed our brows to Baylor and I kind of—I don't say I like Baylor, but I, my grandfather went to Baylor, so I've always kind of had a soft spot for them to a degree. And they were always such lovable losers, where it was—it didn't bother me that I kind of rooted for them. Now they've been such a bandwagon team, where everybody's like, "Oh, I like Baylor now," and Baylor's been this. And of course, nobody before five years ago even knew Baylor had a football team other than Mike Singletary. So I kind of jumped on their bandwagon early with him, and I was—I liked him a lot. And of course, he had a great freshman year, got injured, missed an entire year, came back, had a great year, and then really took the country by storm that junior year. and Everybody started jumping along, didn't care, still liked him. When he went to the Redskins, it was very hurtful as an Eagles fan because I did like him, and I knew how good he could be. Uh, that and one of my best friends is a Redskin fan. I never liked to see him happy at all, except at least in sports. So uh, it hurt me, but now it's just, you know, as big a fan as I've been as him, as I've been a fan of his longer than more people, other than maybe the, the Griffin name, I'm starting to lose the, the fanhood myself of his. I mean, this – it's getting old, and it's getting to the point where, listen, if you were if you were as good as you think you are, then you wouldn't be getting sent out there. The reason you're being sent out there not is because Jay Gruden and his Coach Step wants to get you hurt. It's because you haven't proven to them fully that you are a better starting quarterback at this point in your career, three years into your career, than Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah, and uh, in- in- – I, I think you're spot on with all that, but I, I, I couldn't help but think when you said Baylor. First off, a lot of Kentucky fans think Baylor is the model. That's how you get from being a terrible program to competing. I
0: thought they hated Baylor because of Guy Morris, though.
1: Well, they don't. It, that doesn't mean they like Baylor, but that is, <laughs> that, that is kind of the blueprint, and it's not necessarily wrong. Uh, but Baylor football, woo. They're uh, they've got a mess going down going on down there. I don't have enough time to talk about it today. Well, that's the
0: basketball team more than anything. <laughs> oh no no no,
1: that's the football team. Have you been up in the news today? Yeah, I
0: saw Brawls' name on the on the uh, on the on the Ar- Twitter, but I I assumed that was something to do maybe with RG three. I didn't really I didn't assume it was something to do with Baylor.
1: So Baylor, I don't want to I don't want to talk about this all that much, but they had a player that was a that was accused of sexual assault. Uh, to what extent, how bad it got, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but accused of sexual assault, and Baylor just let him stay on the team. Let him play, let him do all that, and they just kept saying that they're going to let the court process uh, have all, everything take care, taken care of, and they thought that he was going to be innocent, and there was nothing to worry about. Well, sure enough, they, they, it comes out today that the, the dude was guilty, and he was found guilty of sexual assault of a woman soccer player. And their family, you know, had to deal with that with a guy that was getting to play football and had nothing to worry about for almost
0: two years. Was he kicked off the team as soon as he was found guilty?
1: Uh, I'm sure he probably was. I'm not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but I, I can't imagine. That, yeah, I'm sure he probably was. Well, then while I, don't ag- well I don't don't agree yesterday. with the
0: coaching staff and Baylor and the, the way they handled the decision, but they did at least say that they let him, the court system, I and mean, he found guilty kicked him off the team.
1: Yeah, but when he's going through all that, and somebody's accusing somebody on your team of doing something so horrible like that, then you put him to the side, and you say, "Listen, uh, we're not saying you're not a part of the team. We're also not saying you're with the team right now. We're, we're going to let you take some time. You're going to figure this out. If everything works out, we're going to open you back with open arms. If it turns out what she's saying is true, uh, then enjoy jail, buddy. And you're <laughs> no longer welcome here."
0: I would. I would. I would That's do, I would do the same as you. I would put him aside as well. I agree with that, but I'm not going to question them saying that until he's proven if he's, until he's proven guilty, he's still innocent to us. So we're going to let him play. I have no problem with them using that decision. I have,
1: I have problem with that because you're not you're not not taking his side, and you're not telling him that he's kicked off the team. But you're just giving him a leave to let all this stuff play out. Because guess what happens if it turns out he's guilty? You look like an idiot, and now Art Briles and Baylor look like. Huge idiots, and now you've got Chris Peterson from Boise State, where the player had transferred. Some say, "Yeah, I told Art Briles that he had a violent past, and this and that." It does not look good for for Baylor. It's a messy situation, but uh, we're out of time. For Baylor's to used
0: this. to that, though, as, as we know.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show a little earlier today because the Jefferson Red Devils again are gonna play against Pulaski County, the Class 5A state champions here in Kentucky. Who you got in the game? That pregame, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with, it's going to be unpopular opinion, but I I think Pulaski County wins it.
0: You know what, just because I like to be opposite, I'm going to go Jeffersonville then.
1: We'll see. But I I know I've heard plenty about Cam Northern and Brandon Coleman. That pregame show is going to start after these commercial breaks, but I want to thank everybody for listening today. I would like to thank Mr. Elliott for coming on, talking some fantasy football, Louisville City for giving me tickets to give away on the air. A fun show. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy this wonderful weather this weekend. 1450, the Sports Buzz. We'll see you on Monday.
2: Kentucky Blue, Preach, Classics, Pink Kentucky Blue. They say don't forget to 7-0, oh, we hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot at troll. Lay back in the lack and take two to the dome. Ride from the to be eg in my zone. In high time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my leg to tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right. Come High time sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun fishing pole
0: in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue and peep how to mere south do.